12 minutes after 5 Central African time on this beautiful Mubarak Friday morning here in Johannesburg. I want to welcome the listeners of Radio Al-Ansar International. I want to welcome the listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Yes, it's the 22nd of Safar, 14. 45. Our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, my Ustad, Hazrat Manala Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafizahullah. He is in Dandi this morning, and I was telling Haji Abu Yusuf that uh, I will never ever forget Dandi because Dandi was the first place where I gave khutbah out of Darul Uloom with my beloved Marhum, uh, Mulana Qasim Siyama Rahmatullah Alayhi. He gave the bayan and he told me to give the khutbah in Dandi. My first khutbah was in Dandi, Ustad. Ustad, welcome to. The Q&A this beautiful Mubarak Friday morning. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa ana arafat. Jazakallahu khairan to our technicians, Brother Junaid Khan, Brother Riyaz Hussain. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'ad, a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم all praise due to almighty allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, this Mubarak, honorable, blessed day. Blessed day of Jumu'ah Friday, the 22nd of Safar, 1445, with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah, we focus on chapter 28, Surah Al-Qasas, and verses 79 and 80. Almighty Allah informs us about Qarun, because he was a multi-billionaire, multi-trillionaire, multi-zillionaire, and now he comes out with his pomp and glory, just to show off and be so haughty. So chapter 28 and verses 79 and 80. فَخَرَجَ عَلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ فِي زِينَتِي So he emerges and amongst his people and فِي زِينَتِي in his pomp and splendor, in his glory, all his wealth is showing off. Just see the assets and the material and the wealth I have amassed. And I have accumulated because Allah ilmin indi, as we did yesterday, with my business acumen, my intelligence, my intellect. So everything about it was arrogant and proud. Then there were two types of people. This is the lesson we have to learn. Which side of the fence are we? All al-ladina yuridun al-hayat al-dunya. When the masses and the public saw that wealth and that display of materialism, those whose intention was only this worldly life, they said, Ya Leita Lana, that how we wish and how we desire that we also have, Ya Leita Lana, Mithlama Utia Karun, similar to that what is given to Karun, we also should have millions and billions, and how exciting it would be. 
innahu lazu hazzin azim that he is indeed and undoubtedly a very fortunate person. So that are those people whose Alpha Omega aim in life is only this worldly life. So they would, the year after, obviously, there's no shame for them. Now, the people of true knowledge, sometimes people have knowledge, but they destroy it because of the love for name and fame and the love for wealth, and then they go astray, and they themselves are astray, they lead others astray. Regarding them, Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah said, Inna akhwafa ma akhafu ala ummati ala immatul mudillun. That verily of the things I fear the most for this ummah and international community and followers of mine are those imams, those maulanas, those mufti, sheikhs and imams. They themselves corrupted and astray and they lead others astray. Authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim, he was then Dajjal. So we're not speaking of them. We're speaking of the true scholars of Islam and the people with true knowledge. So, And on the other side, those people who are given the knowledge, the Quran, of the knowledge of Quran and Sunnah and Revelation and so forth. They said, woe to you, destruction to you. That's the reward by Almighty Allah. Khairul liman amana is much superior for people who have true iman, faith, conviction. Wa amila saliha and they continue with the righteous deeds and actions. Wa la yulaqaha illa sabirun. But no one will receive that except those who exercise patience and endurance. They continue with the good deeds. They continue abstaining, refraining from the vices and the sins. And if and when a calamity befalls them, then they do not complain to humankind. If they complain, إِنَّمَا أَشْكُوا بَثِّي وَحُزْنِ إِلَى اللَّهِ They complain to all, Majallah, Jalla Wala, like Nabi Yaqub alayhi salatu salam, Prophet Jacob, when your Joseph, Nabi Yusuf alayhi salatu salam was gone, he did not know exactly where he was, and he would cry, he became blind, but not complain to people for sabrun jameel. Hence, that is a beautiful exercise of patience and endurance. Let us take you around the world, locally, nationally, internationally, and globally, with the news, views, and interviews. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Russia has assured Bangladesh that they will complete the power plant for them in Bangladesh on the appropriate time and on the time both parties agreed on. So that's very good for Bangladesh. They know that Russia will fulfill their commitment and at least maybe that will alleviate their power problems and so forth. I wish in South Africa we could get some Russians to do that. I'm in Dundee. And yesterday in Dundee, they had, you know, they called it maintenance, schedule maintenance or whatever you, 14, 15 hours, they didn't have lights, electricity and power, a real, you know, disaster, incompetence or what else can we call it. Now Trump says the rigged U.S. elections, that he's still crying over that, has caused the Ukraine conflict. So that is what Trump, Donald Duck says, remember that. Look at the Haramis, that is the Jutlas, the Zionists, apartheid terrorist Nazi regime, Hitler's children. 
So Israeli shekel is continuously weakening, weakening, weakening. So everything for them is going negatively. Their politics, their military, their people, their youngsters who are saying they are going to refuse to serve on the army and so forth as, as reservists. BB Netanyahu, the Harami, the super terrorist. So he is trying to pawn his way into the White House. You see, last year, December, they came into power. BB Netanyahu, Smotrich, and Ben Gregway, and all these super terrorists and war criminals. So from then till now, that Biden has not invited him because Biden knows that this guy is really an illegal prime minister. Majority of Israelis and Jutlas don't want him. For the Palestinians, it doesn't make much difference. Whether it is Biden there, or sorry, whether it is, you must remember, Bibi Netanyahu there, or Lapid there, or any other Harami. For us as Muslims and Palestinians, each one of us know that these people are our enemies and are war criminals. But it's an indictment on him, on Netanyahu, that imagine his greatest ally is not inviting him. And they're not even sure whether he'll go to the White House or not. They will meet, but maybe just at the United Nations or somewhere. Israeli weapons were used for war criminal countries like a Myanmar. So it's a war criminal country, and remember that people mm-hmm. committed war crimes, and yet Israel gave them arms willingly and deliberately. Imagine if a Muslim country, let's say you remember Iran or Afghanistan or Arab country had to give arms. You know what the media would have done with them. But because it is apartheid terrorist Nazi Israel, for them there are special laws. <laughs> G20 starting today in India, but remember, not India, Bharat, they're calling it Bharat, the Hindi name, and they say it might even change officially, then India, the name will disappear, and Bharat will be used, B-H-A-R-A-T. It means India in Hindi, the local language, and so forth. But you see, the two big heavyweights are not there, Putin is not there, his foreign minister is there, Lagrov, and remember, ping, 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 ching, ping, is not there, that is a Chinese guy. So remember, they don't want to meet them, and they don't want to meet Biden, and so forth. And then they got other reasons as well. They say Ganeshi is there, meaning that the elephant, you know, and then there's too many Hanuman and the monkeys running around there, and Ganpati, the red. So there's a lot of problems sometimes, and then you go there, that they try to camouflage everything, but how much you can camouflage? Italy arrest 80 people, they're the mafia, they're involved in drugs, they're involved in murder, they killed one lady and fed her to the swines and so forth. So that is what the media reported, US and UK, they are both Haramis, America and Sunak, which is UK, Britain, they impose sanctions on 11 people and organizations there in Russia. France, the court agrees, they say, no, it is a circular nation and secular country, so therefore the Muslim sisters and our daughters cannot wear abayas to go to school. So our brother took the matter to court and they passed the verdict against him. Allah reward him, at least he tried to do something. In Iraq, they had two bailas. You know what's a baila? Baila are men who, who want to behave and mimic and imitate women. 
So they caught them, arrested them, because what you're dressing like a female and so forth. You know, here in South Africa and other countries, they say they must swap the uniform. And that is the boy must wear the girl's clothing and the girl must wear the boy's clothing. I don't know if they even swap the underwear and all the shaitans and haramis. Let's come to our country and let us see what's happening here. So in Johannesburg, listen to this. Me and you have to pay more and more for petrol. Me and you have to pay more and more, you must remember, for diesel. The Johannesburg councillors, they have, you must receive, an increase in their salary and wages. Can you imagine that? Bunch of mufatias, good of nothing. There's no water in Johannesburg sometimes. There's no electricity. There's no, you must remember, services. And that, and yet for themselves, they have increased the salary. So that is your South Africa. The ministers or the councillors, the mayors, their wages, salary will go up. Majority of them corrupted, good for nothing. They should be fired. And you, the public, are not even aware of it most of the time. So we need to wake up. Remember that. Name them, shame them, and nail them. Majority of them, Muslim, non-Muslim, good for nothing. That is what we can see. And you must be blind if you can't see that. See, when Islam says you must remember something is, un, is haram, unlawful, then there are always reasons to it. Now when you look at, you must remember, South Africa, and then I'll speak about internationally, globally. Alcohol abuse is one of the biggest killers in South Africa. Now you see, this is the Western system. This is the democratic dispensation. This is how they use euphemism, play with words. Look at the words, alcohol abuse. So they try to tell you, if you take little bit, you take few thoughts, you know. So then it's all right. But if you take too much, then you're going to lose control. You will hit your wife, you will hit your children, and you will be killing other people on the road because you're drunk, intoxicated, and so forth. So Islam says, no, that we don't want alcohol at all. You must remember, not even one drop. Even one drop is haram and unlawful. And if a person says it's permissible, it's out of the fall of Islam. There's alcohol, there's gambling, and all these issues. The impure, the napak, is the action and the handiwork of Satan, Lucifer. You must abstain from it. So that you must remember you will be successful. See today, even if you fly locally, Johannesburg, Durban, Johannesburg, Cape Town, wherever, or globally, internationally, you know, so I have to always tell my wife, now look at the hypocrisy of this pe- these people here. This is a non-smoking flight. Even in the lavatories, there they got smoke <laughs> detectors. You know, it will play the recorded message. Then, when the plane takes off, everybody is settled. Now the wine, dine, swine, everything will come. There you see the alcohol coming. Any person who has got common sense, but common sense is not too common nowadays. I am posing this question to you, Muslim and non-Muslim. Which is more harmful? Alcohol or smoking? In Islam, both are not permissible. Alcohol, totally haram, and smoking, buying, selling cigarettes, legal, illegal, all not permissible. So we must remember this, that, but which one is more harmful to the society, to the individual, to people, to pregnant women, and so forth? Obviously, alcohol. But you see, the world goes where the money is. 
So that's the big problem today, we must remember. Everywhere in the Western system, you will find double standards. The whole thing is based on hypocrisy. The ANC has found a good way out. You see, almost empowered 30 years now. So you must remember 94 and now 2024 approaching rapidly. So just say plus minus 30 years. So because of their bloated government, most of them incompetent, good for nothing. And just on the apartheid, we had the gravy train. Now we got the gravy plane. S22 informed us. So you must remember, anything goes wrong, they say, no, this is the result of apartheid. So by doing that, then they have no accountability. So nobody can question them. But remember, you are scoring more and more on goals. The foolish public of South Africa also will not vote for you. Since how they used to vote in the past. So that is at least we hope that will happen in the 2024 elections. So today is the day of Jumu'ah Friday, mashallah. So we should read abundant durood sharif, salawat, salutations upon Nabiul Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best gift for the best of Allah's creation on the best day of the week. Read Surah Kahf, make a lot of dua for Palestine, for India, and for all the Muslims and humanity throughout the world. But yesterday, mashallah, we were there in Denhauser, and we had a wonderful program, mashallah, there in the masjid, masjid Nur, and they have renovated, refurbished the masjid. Let us reward our brothers here, our Haji Musa, son who passed away, Haji Musa. After that, we went for lunch there, and my brothers here's wife, mother, all of them, they cooked nice acne. So I told them, you know, that the family and Zaheer and them. So I said my iman increased after I saw that acne and that wonderful taste, you know. I love my acne, memon food, you see. Then after that, we went to the graveyard in Denhauser, and my brother Ibrahim, they say, you know, he was my neighbor for 18 years. We can't forget him. So Allah grant him Jannatul Fitos, Haji Musa, so he also by his grave, Mufti Fayyaz by his grave. So all we made dua for everybody, Allah grant all of them Jannatul Fitos. And then they told me, Mona Hamad is very ill. So he's Mufti Fayyaz, son Mufti Fayyaz, Rahimahullah, he passed away. So I haven't been to that madrasa just here out of Denhauser, Denakol. So we went there also. And the cook, Brother Yusuf, took us around, you know. And uh, Mona Hamad was gone to the doctor there in Newcastle. So we just spoke to him telephonically. Allah grant him Shifa Kamil and complete, complete cure. And from there, then we came here to Dandi, mashallah, Hafiz Salim Dokrat, Hafiz Luqman, his son, and Hafiz Bilal, Mufti Rehan, all of them are here. Allah, Jalla reward Abzab and his family, and they're always so welcoming and so forth. At night, we had a wonderful program here in Dundee. Brothers came from Newcastle, Hafiz Kala, and Mufti Aku, and others. And then we had brothers from here, you know, from uh, Denhauser as well, brothers Zahid, Gulam, and all of them came. So Allah reward them, and then, you know, we had to this thing uh, finish up by 9 o'clock. It was one hour already. And today we have a program. Yesterday was DD, you know. So then Hauser Dundee. Today is NN. So there in Newcastle, the town masjid for the Jumu'ah. And inshallah at night, Newcastle Darulum. Inshallah between 11, say 11.15, 11.17, 
the Azan will go there in Makkah Mukarramah, our time 11.17 or so, and the khutbah, today the khutbah will be rendered by Sheikh Saleh Humaid, so inshallah we will translate it, and then we'll be there in the Newcastle Jami Masjid, the town masjid for the lecture and so forth, 12.15 Azan, and immediately after that will be the lecture inshallah. Ustad, I've got a, a, a brother here who have accepted a shahada, I think about a couple of weeks ago in Durban, uh, under our beloved brother Ibrahim Anderson. He says, Mufti Saab, after cleaning a braai stand and making new fire, after there was haram meat on it, can new fresh, can new fresh halal meat be placed on the clean stand as fire cleans everything? Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Let's take an example of this. Just now, end of the month will be holidays again, school holidays, and there will be long weekend and what have you. So people want to go here and there. So now when you go to the resort, you go to this place, that place, you know non-Muslims, they love their wine, dine and swine. So what happens is they'll place their pork, their Allah for bird and what have you. Now you come as a Muslim and you know that this here, this place here, this price stand and whatever you has been used by these people and they use their haram meat and unlawful meat and so forth. Now you say, no, I will clean it, then I will, then I will buy my sausages and my mutton and whatever else you're going to buy and so forth. Remember that. So is that permissible? That's the question. No, it's not permissible. Because remember, there's always traces left of that pork, of that haram, and so forth, and so forth. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Authentic hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif, where Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu commanded, his beloved Nawasa and grandson, Sibtu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and said, Leave that and shun that which places you in doubt and offer that in which there is absolutely no doubt. So we are what we eat. So remember, imagine if one trace of alcohol, so of wine or swine comes into our body, then we already, you must remember, the du'as are rejected, our ibadat also is questionable, our acts of worship and so forth. So you know you're going to bribe, you mm. know you're going to do all this, so why you don't just bring it with you from your house, from your home, and then you know Islam does not teach us just to eat halal. So that is my biggest objection on the so-called halal bodies. That halal logo is not worth the paper, which is written irrespective of which, which organization issues it. Not only South Africa, worldwide, globally. It's just a money-making gimmick, remember that. Quran says, Ya, you are nas, not only Muslim. Oh, humankind, oh, people. Kulu mimma fil ardi halalan tayyiba. You must consume that which is halal, lawful, and tayyib, pure and wholesome. Then you will be energetic. You will wake up for fajr. You wake up for tahajjud. You will read Quran. You will do good deeds. And we don't worry. We don't bother. Just eat anything, everything haram, doubtful, and so forth. Then you will be lethargic. Can't even wake up for fajr. Can't even read Quran. And anything to do with Islam, then we will always have excuses. So not permissible. I see somebody is asking, uh, ask Mufti Sahib, how is Hafiz Adil doing? Ustad? Hafiz Adil Kaji is a champion. Hafiz Adil asking, how are you doing? So Hafiz Adil is smiling all the way. <laughs> because now he's making istikhara. 
इंस्टेड ऑफ हिम गोइंग टू प्रपोज पीपल आर प्रपोजिंग फॉर हिम आई लुक्स वेरी गुड इज अफिस and he's got lot of contacts with the rich guys i don't know which side is looking for a rich op or what i don't know so anyway allah give him a pious spouse inshallah i've got a new listener who studies brother jim he says i love your show arafat in ak where do you get your energy from it's my third day listening to you ak why is israel so barbaric jim ustad my brother jim thank you for the compliments you see this is brother jim he is not a muslim mm. but he says that way we get energy from so that is what the arabic language teaches us al fadlu ma shahidat bihi al aada'u that virtue is that even people who are not muslim mm. they on the other side of the fence but they bear testimony and give evidence you see my brother jam you must have a timetable and then in that timetable you will accomplish much more so we wake up early we do our work we beg and petition almighty allah and then we rest a little bit in the afternoon and then we rejuvenate again so twice a day we sleep we sleep half an hour 15 minutes you know you say 40 wings power nap so you <laughs> must try it jump in the afternoon so remember half past 12 half past 1 2 o'clock whatever time just take a nap or just relax for 15 20 minutes half an hour and see how your life will change you must be particular of what you consume once mm. you start going to the wine wine swine and all those then that's a disaster and then next one my brother jam going to the jam alone doesn't matter doesn't have as muslims in islam you must remember we nourish our body and we nourish our soul how we nourish our body we have all the good things that are permissible pure and wholesome so here in front of me i see they got big big and no big wicks and lot of things they got here in front of me so all that they say no you must eat this eat this haram So that is what Islam teaches. Then this is where the Westerners and the non-Muslims fail. Then we nourish our spiritual. So food, spiritual food and spiritual nourishment is remembering Almighty Allah. We recite the Quran, we cry, we beg Almighty Allah, and we read certain things daily. So that gives us a booster, not a rooster and a vaccine, my brother Jim. So that is our Islam, and we invite you. Don't only three days; you must carry on. Listen, you can disagree with me. I got no problem, but we will try and always speak the truth and stand for justice, my brother Jim. Thanks very much. He says he doesn't like Israel, Ustad. Oh yes, about Israel. You ask the question. You see Israel. Let me give it to you very briefly. Uh-huh. You must remember, he is a terrorist, a Nazi regime. He was kicked out from Europe. Hitler did his things. Certain things he was justified. Certain things he was not justified. He was justified. He said the Jutlas, the Jews, and them are charging my people so much interest, exorbitant sums. I can't allow this. They are the ones who are promoting pornography on the media. They starting the homosexuality. So that made him go crazy. Remember that. So on those three accounts, he's right. on all the other accounts that is wrong but the 6 million remember is a big fat lie and a hasbara <coughs> hasbara means the propaganda of the jutlas and so forth now i am asking you the crime was committed by who by the europeans by the whites now why must the palestinians bear the brunt you see the british 
So they the one who sold the Palestinians. They took somebody else's land without their consent and gave it to a third party. These Jutlas, Haramis, Jews, Zionists came as squatters and occupiers. And then, like a small puppy, you feed it. That same dog becomes the bulldog and the Alsatian and wants to eat you up. So that is what happened. They stole Palestine. They stole Jerusalem. Now they want to steal more land in the West Bank. And now they want to steal our third holiest place, Masjid al-Aqsa, and change it to Temple Mount. That is the summary of the whole thing. The only solution, my brother Jim, is one settler, one bullet will settle the issue. Mm. Ustad, you need to listen to this question here. It says here, AK, hi, you have so many followers on media. I mean, why can't you do something about our load shedding stage six? Can you not draw a petition letter to Mr. Cyril and we will back you up? And and the listener says, on our Holy Spirit, we are fed up, fed up, fed up. Sister Anika from Masgrave. Ustad. My sister, I share your sentiments. You must remember that there are thousands and millions of people. There are certain words I can't use in media, you know, but they totally fed up with the ANC. But the ANC have become so used to it that they just blink. They just turn and watch the other side, you know. They will tell you that end of the week, things will improve. Next week, it will improve. End of December, there won't be load shedding. i just give you one example. I have friends, even here, my family, in Denhauser and them, they own filling stations. So now to run a filling station, so you need electricity, you need power. So now it's costing them 30, 40, 50,000 rand from their profit to run the generator. But you can't run the generator for 14, 15 hours continuously. So remember that, and the generators back up, then maintenance, and so many problems. So instead of helping the public, you must remember, people have to go for inverters, people have to go for generators, people have to go for solar panels, and they're not bothered about it, you must remember that. That's why you must petition all that means nothing. You have to throw them out of the government, and we can't use bullets, we have to use the ballot. So that is my appeal to South Africans. You know my story and my history, geography. I never, ever voted for ANC, and I'll never meet them. We must remember that. If the president wants to meet me also, I'll say, no, me, I don't want to meet you. When I was in Iran, Khomeini, Khomeini is non-Muslim, and his grandson wanted to meet me because I had a debate there and I beat them. So the message spread there, you know, in Iran, that there's one AK and it's a bit of a, a sharp guy, like a very character, like, you know. <laughs> so that, so they tell me, come meet me. I said, no, me, I don't meet you. You're the enemy of Sayyidina Abu Bakr. You're <laughs> the enemy of Sayyidina Umar. You're the enemy of Sayyidina Usman and my honorable mother, Siddiqa, Sayyidina Aisha. I thought I must meet you. Let's to be harith in Allah liqaik. You're non-Muslim. So similarly, we have no time for these corrupted people who have destroyed South Africa in less than 30 years. So that is what you have to do. Prepare the people, educate them, next year elections, vote for anybody besides DA and ANC and what have you, and then you might get some improvement. Hmm. You've got another new listener who studies. says here, why is the quality of life in the U.S. so poor for many? But most people from there... They act like it's the best country in the world. This is brother Hans. I'm Jacko's buddy. AK, by any chance, are you a Afrikaner? Hans, Ustad. Oh, hundred man Hans. <laughs> I was from Heidelberg. I was in Heidelberg geboren. 
And ek is nie in Afrikaans nie, maar ek praat bykie, bykie Afrikaans. So those of you who thought you got the wrong station, you're still on our right station, don't worry. Our brother met Jaco. Jaco is African, and so he told him that you must listen to AK, he brought Afrikaans. So they're wondering whether I'm Afrikaner. No, I'm an ordinary guy, simple Simon, but we grew up with the Afrikaners and the Buddha, and so we know a little bit Afrikaans and all that, Skopski, Tentoner and all that. We know all those terms, you see. So my brother, Jacob, my brother Hans, you must remember this, that America is capitalism. Capitalism, the result of it is that you have monopolies. When you have monopolies and oligarchies, then remember the result of it is the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And that's exactly what the Quran teaches us must not happen. The wealth must not rotate among the elite and the rich and the filthy rich and so forth. So that is the, the ordinary Joe in the street in America is suffering, you must remember. But the Republican Party and the Democratic Party go and just read about their corruption and so forth and how they are fooling the public. They go for lectures, they go for skills, oratory skills, and then they will sway the public. You see, Obama, I told you yesterday, he's gay. If you just study his life, now he wanted to run for second term. So what had Obama to do? He had to sell a story to the American public, the masses are asses. So what's the story he says? He says, we caught the biggest fish in the world. Obama caught Osama. So we asked him, where is the body? He said, no, we can't show you the body and we dumped it in the sea. So they made the people fools and idiots. If you know anything about Osama bin Laden, long before that he already passed away, and they just get somebody, and then they pay off the Pakistanis. You know how corrupt the Pakistani politicians are. So you must remember, so Obama catches Osama, and they say we got the world's biggest terrorist. There the American public says, viva, viva Obama. And he's fighting terrorism, he's laughing all the way, and Adam and Eve and Adam and Steve business going on. So that is what happens, you must understand that. They're watching too many Hollywood movies, and they start thinking that they also like that, you know, <laughs> that we are the best in the world. They're catching a good hiding now from China, from Russia, and on that, from Russia in Ukraine, from in Taiwan, from China. So a lot of things going against them. Ustad, we've got about, uh, uh, it's 45 now, so we will go into another five, six minutes. Ustad, listen to brother Mandla. He says that in South Africa, are foreigners really taking the jobs of black South Africans, AK? This is going to cause a war in South Africa. Please, AK, don't bring apartheid back in South Africa. Me, I die for Africa. And we Africans, you know us better, Mr. AK. Mandla. Mandla, you see, you still got the wrong end of the stick, my brother. You must not say that you can't have foreigners here. I'm not bringing any foreigners. I'm no politician. But when your policy is such, the ANC's policy is this. When we were under apartheid, then these countries, they helped us out in our darkest hour. So how can we now just turn a blind eye? So therefore, if you come from Zambia, you come from Zimbabwe, you come from Malawi, you come from this country, Tanzania, wherever... So we're going to allow you to come, and you know how many foreigners there are. 
and then you have illegal foreigners and so forth and so on. I mean, we all know how many illegal Pakistanis, Indians and other foreigners are here. And you take from Zimbabwe and that is a joke what's going on at the border. So we have to address that issue. Second issue you have to address, you can't say they are taking your jobs and so forth. See, I give you an easy example, Mandla. I'm just, I don't know you, but I'm just using you as an example. You want to run a shop, but for that loaf of bread, you're going to charge 20 rand. Yeah, this Pakistani, this Indian, the Somali guy comes, he opens the shop, and he's going to charge 18 rand, 17 rand for the loaf. I'm just mm. giving an example. It's obvious the public will go to him. Because everybody is price conscious and you want to save. Mm. So now, Manla, you turn the ball the other way around and you say, no, we must take these foreigners away. Why don't you say that I will beat him at his own game? And what I will do, I will give great service to the people. My shop and even his father's shop will be month condition. I will fulfill my duty with beauty and so forth. But instead of doing that, now we want to attack the Somali. We want to attack the Pakistani. We want to attack the Indian. Life is about competition. So you have to excel. You have to beat them in their own game and so forth. You know, we are doing now media. So what you have to phone? Jum has to phone and Hans has to phone and Mandla has to phone. Mm. It's only all Matilla's grace and mercy. We can't be only teaching Muslims. We say Islam is the best. We want to share it with the rest. So now we've got a small little media. So we can say, let's use our media proactively. We've got nothing to hide and share the beauty, glory of Islam. So think about that, Manla. That, remember, don't always speak about apartheid and about the past. We all know that that was a disaster. But corruption also is a disaster. <laughs> our politicians, majority of them are disaster. But me and you, we must excel in what we do. Fulfill your duty with beauty. You will become the magnet and the people will start gravitating to you. You try it out, Manla, and then phone me after for one month, after two months, and see your business will be booming. Remember that. <laughs> he says, Viva AK, Ustad. <laughs> Last question, Molana. Philip, let's go to Philip Ustad. He says, why does Islam oppose Christianity? I really don't like you, AK, and I don't like Mr. Anderson, and this will be my last listening to your show. Philip, Ustad. Many people said that, Philip. You see, Philip, you're speaking with anger. Come, I'm going to pose three questions to you. Now, Philip, I want you. You don't like me. I got no problem with that. You don't like Mr. Anderson. We got no problem with that. But just listen to our message, right? I am asking you a question. You, Mr. Philip, you are married, right? Example I'm giving. And then you got the neighbor. When you go to job and work and shop, so that neighbors that get busy with your wife and so forth. When you come back, he tells you, Philip, when you, he doesn't get busy with your wife, I only is busy with the wife also. Mm. So you must remember that when you come back, he tells you, but Philip, you know, you're a good neighbor, you're a good guy and so forth and so on. Once you come to know what you will want to do, you will want to blow him out. Mm. So you might take the gun also and so forth. Now think about it. Everything comes to us from Almighty Allah, the one and only Supreme God. But you, my brother, Philip, you say, no, Jesus gave me this. Jesus is salvation. Jesus gave my son health. He gave him wealth and so forth. 
But when we ask you, when Jesus was put on the cross, Islam rejects all those and crucified. He could not help himself. So how is he going to help you? If you say he's God and he can't help himself, I do not help you. Like the idols, they can't help themselves. How are they going to help you? If you say he's the son of God, the only son, so how come God didn't help his only son? If that God can't help his only son, then how is he going to help you and me and everybody else? So therefore, we reject Christianity in total. In Islam, we believe in true monotheism. He doesn't have parents, he doesn't have associates, he doesn't have children, and there's none equal to him. Chapter 112, four verses. Read it, my brother Philip. Second one, I'll leave you with this, Philip. Which Bible you believe in? You got the King James Version, you got the New International Version, then you got the New Conventional one, and every year, five years, you write the Bible. So you have so many versions of the Bible that the virgins are confused, my brother. What do you say, Philip? Is it the truth or am I lying? Think about it. Don't let your pastors and Pope and all of them confuse you and blow your fuses. So you know, listen to me tomorrow. Also. Right, Philip? What do you say? Right. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Fadilatul Ustad